The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week and to bring you such amazing people and amazing guests that will help transform your lives. And that's what we do here on Positive Living. And today is no exception. Um, we have a really interesting person with us today, uh, a young gentleman who has, is very creative and artistic. He's also overcome some adversity in his life. And from that, he's turned this into really a way of inspiring other people through music. And um, I'm very excited to have him on the program. Now, if you are listening today live, which is today, June 1st, first day of the month, if you're listening live on June 1st, you can call us at 866-472-5787. And if you're not listening uh, live, then you can certainly listen to the podcast by logging on to voiceamerica.com and putting my name in, Patricia Raskin. Okay. Um, My guest today is Scott Manis. And Scott is an astrophysics major at Columbia University, who struggled with epilepsy for six years, including a two-year diagnostic period that severely limited his mobility. For now, his seizures are almost fully controlled. During his period of difficulty, he embraced his condition as an inexplicable reality that he had to live with for an indefinite period of time. And through all of this, he found his calling. Since inspired by hearing Frank Sinatra's recording of Fly Me to the Moon at the age of 15, Scott aspires to build a name for himself as someone who can use his singing voice to help raise awareness and support epilepsy and other causes in hopes that he can make a powerful difference in people's lives through the healing power of music. Welcome, Scott. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's really great. You know, it's interesting because when when people, and you hear this so much, when people find their calling many times, it's when in a sense they've crashed and hit bottom, that they say, okay, you know, it's, it's, in a sense, it's do or die or it's sink or swim. Right. Um, when this kind of calling came to you about the music, did it come to you when you were really afraid that you wouldn't be able to ever control your seizures, or did it come later? How did it happen? Uh, well, the calling really, um, I would have to say, I would have to say that my calling uh, to sing for the specific purpose of trying to benefit people with others came from uh, a degree, a, a certain degree of frustration that made me feel um, extremely, extremely um, vulnerable, almost um, human 
Yes, you could say. And, and I found, and I've always found, actually, that music is um, a healer. Music is extremely healing. Uh, it was healing. I was playing the piano, or indeed when I was singing, um, and singing is uh, of those two things. Um, singing, uh, what I do most uh, most often. And so, what happens? You know, what goes through your mind when this kind of condition occurs? I mean, how? What happens to your brain in a sense? When you're faced with it, and you're 15 years old, you've just started your life. Right. How? What were some of the thoughts that went through your mind, and then those that kind of pulled you out? Uh, well, you know, at first I didn't really know what it was. Uh, I was initially um, in a uh, in a chorus in New York City called the Young People's Chorus of New York City, and the first time I experienced. Uh, uh, any uh, what what I later learned um, was a kind of seizure called a simple partial seizure was actually when I was stepping off of the stage uh, during one of my performances. All of a sudden, I felt, um, uh, or I should say, I didn't feel uh, my left leg. It was as though it were kind of a cloud, you know, it's somewhere around where it should be, but not really. Um, and it was. And it, it only lasted for, I'd say, quarter of a second. So I, I really wrote it off as nothing. Um, but over I, over a period of about, I'd say, about um, the, the first two years, I kept doing that. And then um, then when I, then I told, I started to tell people that I was having this condition, and it it got um, it got progressively worse. And my doctors originally told me um, that it was a condition um, called, uh, let me see if I remember the name here, paroxysmal kinesogenic dyskinesia. Mm, something very uh, unique and different. Right. Unusual. It's, it's a, well, yes, it's a, it's a kind of movement disorder. It's, uh, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to make any medical references to, um, to um, that condition. Um, but uh, it essentially meant that the experiences that I were having, that I was having, which primarily relate to stress, mm-hmm. um, uh, were in a sense all in my head. And, and yeah, believe- and let me fast forward a little bit because I know you and I have discussed about this. Right. What you discovered is that it wasn't all in your head. That there, right. and that took a while, didn't it? It did. It did. Uh, I essentially had to go through, and uh, you spoke about that uh, well in your in, um, in your introduction, and uh, thank you for that. I, I essentially, um, in college, when it was really getting bad, I had to go through a period um, when I believed them, that it was all in my head. The, mm. the only person, actually, who didn't believe them was my mother. Um, and uh, I had to, I was wondering what was wrong with me, and I had to keep... Um, I had to. I just had to keep moving forward. Uh, this was something that I could not control. I didn't know why I had it. I and there have been, there have been a lot of stress factors in my life. I did not know um, what was going on. All I knew was that I had to somehow rewire, in a sense, mm. the way that I thought. I didn't know how to do it, but I just 
So, Scott, how did you, how did the music start to happen? I mean, here you are, you know, just trying to figure out how you're going to be moving in your life, literally. And where did that, was there like a little voice that came in? Was there just, one day you got inspired by listening to Frank Sinatra? How did that kind of click? Uh, Well, I would say that the first, when I, when I first heard Frank Sinatra, um, the music, uh, the music, that old uh, classical uh, kind of jazz, immediately resonated with me. And at first, I didn't consider myself as someone who could, who would be singing um, solo anywhere um, or in any context. Uh, but I began to hum, to hum the song that I heard, "Fly Me to the Moon," over and over again. And my grandmother uh, went over to my um, mother after hearing me, and she said, "You know." He doesn't really have that bad of a voice. And, um, my gra- and uh, my grandmother, of course, thought found it inconceivable, absolutely inconceivable, that I did not know who Frank Sinatra was. Well, <laughs> considering your age, that's understandable. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she, you know, she she told my mother. My mother asked me to sing, and essentially, that's what happened. Right, exactly. It's the beginning. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to play the songs, and these are Frank Sinatra songs. Not all of them, but the first one is. The first one is actually a Paul Anka song, and it's it's an arrangement. uh, Okay, and that's the Fly Me to the Moon? uh, That is is, uh, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. The the, the two songs are, are going to be Put Your Head on My Shoulder, and then the other one is a Rodgers and Hammerstein song from the uh, musical Carousel. Um, and that is... Uh, you'll never walk called, alone. Right, you'll never walk alone. All right, well, wonderful. We're listening to um, Positive Living with Patricia Raskin. My guest is Scott Manis. Stay tuned, folks, right here on voiceamerica.com. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And my guest today is Scott Manis, who's a fascinating young man who struggled with epilepsy for six years. He's an astrophysics major at Columbia University, and he really struggled for a lot of years, including a two-year diagnostic period that severely uh, limited his mobility. But from all of this difficulty, and inspired him to realize he had a beautiful singing voice, and he was inspired by Frank Sinatra's music, Fly Me to the Moon. And we're going to hear uh, two songs. Uh, we're going to hear the first one first, which is Put Your Head on My Shoulder. It's a Paul Anka song. And this is Scott Manis singing the song. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's just fabulous. And this is what's um, inspiring him and inspiring all of us to hear him and for him to move out with his music. Okay, so uh, let's play this song. <laughs> Put your head on my shoulder Hold me in your arms, baby Squeeze me oh so tight Show me that you love me too Put your lips next to mine, dear Won't you kiss me once, baby Just a kiss goodnight, maybe You and I will fall in love People say that love's a game, a game you just can't win. If there's a way, I'll find it someday, and then this fool will rush in. Put your head on my shoulder, whisper in my ear, baby, once I want to hear, tell me, tell me that you love me too, put your head on my shoulder. Okay, Scott, we're going to play the rest of it in a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about that song and how you found it. Uh, the song itself. Well, I, I had heard... Um, I heard Paul Anka's version um, when it originally came out, and I realized, uh, it, it, I, I, not, to my knowledge, it has, it has never been done um, in a swing kind of uh, tempo. And so I, I wanted to do something something like that. And mm. it, it, that particular song, just it just seemed to work. Mm. Um, and how did you practice it? How did you find people to help you with the arrangements? Oh well, I'm working with um, two fantastic uh, people who produced who produced and co-produced uh, this music with me. Um, the names are uh, produced and co-produced uh, uh, respectively: uh, Susan Collins and uh, Art Labriola. Mm. Uh, Susan Collins is a is a fantastic singer herself, and Art Labriola is an amazing sound engineer. And how did you find them? Um. 
I found them through a through a, a let's see this is this happened uh, this happened a couple of years ago so I'm trying to remember I found them through through a friend through a reference initially I found uh Susan Collins um, through a friend and then we had spoken about doing uh doing this first um, you know kind of fine tuning the way that I sing and then um, perhaps at the time it was a possibility that I would be doing some recording um, and then uh essentially and then eventually we decided yeah let's just go ahead and do it uh and we decided and we picked two we picked two songs we wanted to record um, to uh two already written songs and we just went ahead and uh and recorded them mm. it was a, it was it was a fascinating and uh, tremendously fun and rewarding process. How did again? You know, it's this is not an easy field to break into. So, how did you find these people? Did you were you at a place and just played the music for them? I mean, did you have connections? Did someone call up and say, "Listen, I've got this very talented young gentleman"? How did that work? You mean, uh, how did I find Susan? Yes. How did you find the people that really helped you to put this music out? Because it's wonderful. Well, Susan was really the person who through whom I met uh, Art Labriola, the sound engineer. Um, the, the songs, um, the, the, I, I, suppose it's, I suppose it's mostly, I suppose it's mostly luck and connections. That's really, I, in many cases, that's really what it, what it uh, comes down to. You, um, yeah, you know, I'm still obviously uh, working on this stuff, yeah, and maybe being in the right place at the right time. Right, exactly, exactly. And um, obviously, you also need to be able to sing to perform. But in many cases, um, you just have to connections. Connections are always very important. All right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to play the rest of that song and talk a little bit more about why this song meant a lot to you. So, And this is Scott Manis singing this beautiful song, I'll Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Okay, let's play the rest of it. I'll find it someday And then this fool will rush in Put your head on my shoulder Whisper in my ear, baby Once I want to hear Tell me, tell me that you love me too Put your head on my shoulder Whisper in my ear, baby Words I want to hear, baby Put your head on my shoulder Put your head on my Put your head on my shoulder Hold me in your arms, baby Squeeze me oh so tight Show me that you love me too Put your lips next to mine Won't you kiss me once, baby Just a kiss goodnight, baby You and I will fall People say that love's just some game It's a game, oh, you're never gonna win no, If there's a way, you know 
uh, grand mal or tonic-clonic seizures. Mm -hmm. um, I was not, I was barely able to walk to class. Mm. Um, and so I was, all I really had were, I, I, but I still walked to class. I still went all the time, even though I was falling, again, because I, I felt like, at the time, I thought this was something I just had to work through. I didn't know what it was. Mm. Um, but uh, I think that um, the the only things that I had were the things that really comforted me. And the interesting thing about me, per about what happened with me um, personally, um, and how it was particularly healing for me, is that whenever I would immerse myself in the language of music, my seizures would evaporate. And amazing. We're going to take a break on that note, but I want you to talk about that when we open again. That's amazing. As soon as you immerse yourself in your music, it talks about the power of the creative force. Let's talk about that right after the break. That's powerful, Scott. My guest is Scott Manis, who has struggled with epilepsy for six years, and through that found his voice, his real voice, his beautiful music voice. We're going to hear more of his music after the break. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, 
everybody. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. This is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, how to get the support you need, and how to make your dreams come true. And each week we interview amazing people who will inspire you, and today is no exception. I have a very interesting guest today, and we're really talking about the power of healing through our own internal gifts. My guest is Scott Manis. He's an astrophysics major at Columbia University who has struggled with epilepsy for six years, including a two-year diagnostic period that severely limited his mobility. Now his seizures are almost fully controlled. During his period of difficulty, he embraced his condition with reality that he might have to, you know, have this condition for an indefinite period of time. And through that dark period, he found his calling. He was inspired by hearing Frank Sinatra's recording of Fly Me to the Moon at the age of 15. And now, through his beautiful music, he aspires to build a name for himself as someone who can use a singing voice to raise awareness and support for epilepsy and other causes and hopes that he can make a powerful difference in the lives to others through the healing power of music. Welcome back, Scott. Hi, thank you. You know, one of the things that you said right before the break that I found profound is you said that when you were really down and out and you really, you know, weren't sure what was going to happen, when all of that happened for you, that there, that inner voice, that music, that spiritual part, the fact that you could sing was really what healed you. Talk about that. Uh, Well, when I... There's a lot to say on this. Uh, when When I... I was going through a lot of, uh, at, at that time I was undiagnosed with epilepsy, um, and I found that whenever I, um, whenever I immersed myself, as I said before, in the, in the language of music, um, my seizures uh, would evaporate. I think, um, I think it's important uh, for people in general not to understand, uh, to be, I'm sorry, for people in general to understand that um, that in these extremely difficult times, not just for people with illness, including including people with illness, but um, generally that it if you try if you really try to pursue what what makes what what warms you mm-hmm. what what really um, what really inspires you, um, it, it really can have a, a healing effect. It, 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 can't fi- it cannot fix the problems that you're having. It didn't fix I, the fact that I was having seizures, but it really helped me. And how did it, what did it do? Did it lift your mood? Did it make Absolutely. you feel that you could have hope? Absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing that... Um, that's the thing that is, I think, key about this, is that I want to bring um, the message of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, so, it's so important for people, um, for people to understand that there is hope. And yeah. um, no matter what kind of, um, no matter what your circumstance um, that there always is a, is a certain degree of hope, and I, I know that I recognize that um, that conditions vary uh, so much around the world, um, and so much 
so much abroad, so much um, the United States, but um, I think I think whether I, I think whether or not let me put it this way. Um, I think, for example, religion is a is a fantastic is a fantastic outlet for people um, to um, realize hope. Um, mm-hmm. As was music for me during this um, ter- difficult period of my life, and uh, personally, if you could find something that um, that moves you, yes, lifts your spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is nothing there again. It can't. It can't, and it will not always uh, alleviate your circumstance, but it can help you get through it. And so, so your advice to people going through whether it's emotional crisis or whether it's a physical crisis that's that's very tough, is to find something that is really an outlet that you love. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. To find something, and it may not be a musical talent. It could be a writing talent. It could be anything that moves you to feel better. Yeah, I mean, I, sh- I should say that um, uh, being—I uh, don't want to—I don't want to discount the fact that I'm also very interested in physics. So when I've um, when I've pursued you know physics, um, depending on how much I concentrated on on the topic at any one given per- at any given period of time, you know, because of the stress. But um, my interest in physics also helped me. So P- so there are. There are interests that people, you know, have all across the board, and all you all, re- all you need to do is really to find just at, le- at least one and focus in on it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. We have some time before the break, so let's play the second song. And again, this is "You'll Never Walk Alone," which is such a beautiful song from Carousel. So let's play the first half of that and talk a little bit again. Okay. And this is Scott Manis' voice. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be Is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on. Beautiful. Mm. And then we're going to play the rest of it. And I know the song because I used to sing it. I was a singer. So let's talk about walking through the storm and holding your head up high, and then we'll play the rest of the song. Sure. So tell us about that. Tell us about sort of the meaning of the song and what it meant for you. Um, well, like I said earlier, in the songs, um, in both those songs, um, uh, they're inspiring 
and they're um, they're aspiring and both supportive by nature. This this particular song has a um, has a very um, extremely powerful, extremely extremely powerful, almost. I want to say, as somebody who's who's um, who made this particular recording, almost heart wrenching um, quality to it. In that it can be, it it, it applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. It 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 just it, it applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. This song, and it's very it's very wisely sung. Yes, um, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play the rest of it right now because okay. this is the part that I think really builds. All right. Absolutely sure. Walk on through the rain Though your dreams be tossed And blown Um, has almost a 
heart-wrenching quality to it. And, and, and I I'm, felt that. I know, felt that. Yes. Yeah. And and what I, what I mean what I mean about that is that you know it it doesn't it it applies to everybody and it and it can be about any form of adver- form of adversity. Um, yeah, and what since I agree with you, and what I what I heard in that is that it does lift you up. I mean, there, it is heart wrenching, but mm-hmm. there what it says is there's always hope. Right, right, and and the the point the point that I think that I was trying to make is that is that the element of the song is I, I, I think I, I think it's I I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a um, the 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 heart wrenching element is not a negative thing and and the walking through the storm is not a negative thing uh, and they're not juxtapositions they in fact complement one another to form a very positive song. Yes, and I agree. Was- All right, and on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Scott Manis, who has a beautiful singing voice. He is an astrophysics major at Columbia University. He struggled with epilepsy for six years. He has it under control almost, but, but through that struggle, he came to find his beautiful singing voice. And we've heard two songs, You'll Never Walk Alone, Rogers and Hammerstein, and Fly Me to the Moon, a Paul Anker version, revision. And we're going to talk more to Scott about illness and about healing and about finding your voice and about hope. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pet back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Son, we got to talk about drinking. Uh, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. 
I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com everybody. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice, the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, how to make your dreams come true. My guest is Scott Manis, who is an astrophysics major at Columbia University and who struggled with epilepsy for six years, including a two-year diagnostic period that severely limited his mobility. Now his seizures are almost fully controlled. But during this period of this difficulty, he really embraced his condition and he found his calling. He was inspired by Frank Sinatra's recording of Fly Me to the Moon, and at the age of 15, and now several or many years later, he wants to build a name for himself as someone who can use a singing voice to help raise awareness for the support of epilepsy and other causes and make a powerful difference in people's lives through music and through healing. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you. Okay, so talk about... Um, the condition itself and where you see this in terms of, you know, helping other people with awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, the condition itself as it pertains to um, me? To you and also um, sort of the message of hope with all this. Okay. Um, the, condition it, the condition itself, um, as I said earlier in the program, it, it's, it varies so much, and um, in, in fact, and it's very often misdiagnosed as uh, as I was, um, as other things like um, psychosomatic disorders, um, things, uh, movement disorders, things like this. Um, but I, I think I want to focus more on um, what the on what exactly I would say generally about the condition, which is that. Uh, getting back to the point uh, again earlier in the program uh, as it pertains uh, to hope um, there are millions of people in this country who uh, who live with epilepsy and who struggle with epilepsy and, mm-hmm. uh, and I am I am I, I feel as though I feel as though I personally am one of the um, one of the lucky um, lucky pe- uh, people for whom the seizures can be, if not fully controlled, then controlled to some extent. I, I mean, the, the period during which um, the the two year diagnostic period to which you you have referred um, included my uh, uh, essentially the complete stiffening of the left side of my body um, mm. and I would I, I would completely fall over and and the drugs that have that have been um, that I take on a daily basis are amazing in the sense that at this point the, that entire period seems like a dream to me I just can't believe it happened so I feel like it I'm one of the 
I'm one of the um, lucky people in, in in that sense. But you, but it's very, very, very important to also, with um, respect to this condition, to realize that there are so, 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 so many people who whose seizures cannot be controlled. Mm. You have to live with having um, with having um, grand mal or tonic clonic seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, on a daily basis, multiple times a day, and I've experienced this only twice prior to my diagnosis, um, and uh, it's 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 awful. And it, and I think that I think that it's very important um, again for people to realize how prevalent um, this condition is, and uh, also to find some also to to discover some sort of curative. Treatment um, mm-hmm. that works for everyone. In other words, a cure. Because um, I, I don't think that I don't think that being on um, uh, well, I, I think that I think that that's the I think that that that's my point. Is that it's just it's it's very important to realize how prevalent this condition is. That, mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. important to find um, a cure. Right. And also That's, not to give oh, up. Ahead. You know, one of the things that you said in the first part of the interview is that people or physicians and healers, people were telling you that, you know, this that it, this wasn't a real condition, that this was, was really psychological. And you were starting to believe that. And your mother, who is a psychotherapist, said, you know, that's not true. This is, there's something in the brain, there's something neurological that's going on here. She could feel that, she understood it, and that was proved right. It took a little while. Well, well but, you know, I think, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I think part of this is, you know, having the faith, this is another thing, is believing in your own intuition and having faith in your own abilities, particularly when, you know, you're being told something else. Right. I would say that if I were not being told that I had um, a, a movement disorder, or you know, a, AKA, you know, all in my head. Yeah. Um, I think that if I were not being, if I were not being told that by my doctors, I wouldn't have believed them. I had, um, I had a, a lot of, a lot of faith in my and in, in my doctors, and people should. Uh, I'm not saying that people should not um, trust their doctors, but what I am saying is that people should. Also, really, it's very important for uh, people to think for themselves on these kinds of matters. Mm-hmm. And my mother, I just wanted to clarify, she's a psychotherapist, but I think that that was, um, she saw me falling all, the, all over the place. All mm-hmm. the time. But she, um, uh, I think that was probably more um, mother's uh, intuition. Intuition? Yeah, because mm-hmm. she, she doesn't, she's not a... Um, Medical person, but she knew her son. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's important. We are coming to the close of the program, so what I'd like you to do is kind of summarize for me, Scott. If people get one thing out of this program today on living with a chronic illness or disease or, you know, living with a setback, whether it's emotional, spiritual, financial, physical, um, what do you say to them? What's your, what's your message of hope? I would say my message of hope is just simply not to lose it. <laughs> there, I mean, it's very. I, I, I think. Mm. It's, I think it's very simple. It's if and if you do, if you if you have hope, 
Don't lose it. It's in the. It's, okay. it's actually, I think, in the most difficult times of your life, um, that it is imperative that not only do you not lose hope, but you do not quit. Don't give right. up on yourself. And um, thank you. And, and everyone else. Thank you so much, Scott, for being on the program. Scott Manis. Folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. Uh, tune in every Monday between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 